really remove all those other relationships and associations. And it, it takes a lot. I think it's really about willpower, but I mean, we can get into that after. I want to hear yeah. more about your story. <laughs> yes. It was, it made us like launch into a whole series of yes. different things. So, um, I had some, I, you know, I have, uh, couple clients actually a husband and wife um and uh you know thanks to social media everybody's escapades are out there so they can see you know some people are pretty selective about what they put out there um and uh, the one of the the wife of the, the 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 duo um put a story about how they were uh, the family had a family get together and the basically it was catered um, by Taco Bell and specifically uh, a specific uh, food item from Taco Bell, the Mexican pizza. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thank you for stopping by and checking out another episode of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We appreciate you coming back to hear us once again. Or if you are new, thanks for checking us out. Mm-hmm. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to hear what we have to say. And we're hoping we have some wisdoms to, sh- to impart upon you. I think you can pluralize wisdoms. Wisdoms. Or wisdom. To be wisdoms. <laughs> I'm going to today. Uh-huh. Um, but we're really talking about health and fitness. We're talking about those things that really get us excited and we're breaking down concepts and studies and trends for you every week, bringing you interviews and reviews and recommendations straight from our lives as real people dealing with real life. Mm -hmm. And also, by the way, we also happen to work and live in kind of the health and fitness community. Nick is a personal trainer. He owns his own business. I am now, I can say, a certified health coach and working to build my own business as a well-being coach. And we're really just kind of sharing a lot from the journeys that we've taken. And we're hoping that whatever your fitness journey is, we're hoping that you can find something here to inspire you and learn from agreed so today we're going into a little discussion on relationships with food and particularly how maybe even though we're in that health and fitness world and really i think like the the main idea that i'm kind of regularly trying to get across to people when it comes to food is that Food is nourishment and food is medicine and that all of those other relationships that we have with food, we kind of need to identify and kind of put to the side. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how the health and fitness industry sort of looks at food, our relationship to it. And also just real world, is that realistic? Right. And where might that approach need to maybe give a little bit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so before we get into it though we always like to say thank you for stopping by 
We always encourage people to give us feedback, right. whether it's on Facebook, reviews on Apple Podcast, or Instagram. That's right. The ATF Podcast. Uh-huh. So is there anything else you'd like to say? Yes. That? You just uh, kind of hit it, alluded to it or good segue into the fact that uh, we should definitely, uh, we would love you guys to give us a rating review. Definitely helps more people find the podcast. And we want to thank one particular person who recently left us a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, the name Oily Cook. Love it. Sounds interesting. Uh, Oily Cook said, I absolutely love everything about the ATF podcast. I love all the great information that's shared. The hosts are also great. Smiley face emoji. So, Oily Cook, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So, please, guys, if you haven't done so already, please leave us a rating review or share the podcast with a friend. All right? So, um, training recaps. Yes. How was your training this week? Um, actually, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I got on the Peloton a couple times. I did a couple of strength workouts. So I feel like it was kind of a it was a decent week for me. Nice. Um, and yeah, I still feel like I might squeeze some extra. Maybe more mobility kind of stuff in this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure, but the old garden's gonna kick my butt this yeah. weekend. Yeah, we did a lot of outside workouts today, and hopefully some more tomorrow. So my training this week was very good. Um, got to go to jujitsu on third on Tuesday. Excuse me. Um, did a good. Double duty on Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah, I went for two hours. It might have been one hour <laughs> a little too long. Um, and I definitely realized uh, that I'm not 20 years old anymore. Um, as far as, but the, I say that cardio wise, I was doing great, you know, physically. Um, but uh, being out of jujitsu for a while, you kind of lose. Uh, I don't know how to compare it to. It's like, um, Maybe you have to have respect for wild animals, you know, not calling the guys I do jujitsu with wild animals, but when you're not working with wild animals very often, you lose the, the sense about when you're getting too close to danger. Um, <laughs> so, um, when being out of the jujitsu game for a while, I lost my sense of when I'm too close to danger. Um, and, you know, pride gets a little better too got the better of me and I, I waited too long to, uh, uh, to basically tap while we were rolling and uh, got a little tweak in the elbow. Um, so I've been nursing that all week. Um, my uh, my stretching and uh, massage gun lady uh, are individual, I should say. Um, she definitely helped me out because uh, my, my elbow was really feeling rough. Um, but it's a, I'm, I'm recovering slowly, but... Still enjoying it. Actually, did some jujitsu on my own here at the house, working with the grappling dummy that you named Wilson. That's right. So Wilson, I'll, I'll put a post about Wilson on our ATF pod, uh, the ATF podcast Instagram, so you guys can see Wilson yourselves. Um, so uh, got some jujitsu in, um, got some lifting in, got some peloton in, got some stretching in. So feeling good. Um, good week and ready to go back to jujitsu this week. Um, really feel like, um, 
hitting a groove and I enjoy it thoroughly and I'm glad to be back. So I think both of us pretty daggone good uh, training week. Yeah, I think overall it's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm, I think so too. Um, So before we jump into the meat of this week's podcast... Um, I know it's, uh, it's kind of fun because we're talking about food. Um, but I, I want to remind you guys that I've said it again, and I know this is definitely just a uh, selfish promotion, but hey, it's my podcast. It's our podcast. We can do it anyways. Um, uh, I am accepting online clients right now, guys, for personal training through the Tampa Strength app. So if you guys are interested in you basically – getting a personal trainer, someone to create uh, personalized workouts for you, please contact us. Uh, you can read out, reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook. Remember, Instagram is the ATF podcast or the Addicted to, Face, uh, addicted to Facebook. Addicted to Fitness podcast on the Facebook page, guys. Um, so we can, uh, I could definitely build you guys a workout through the Tampa Strength app. Just let us know what you need. And I'm sure Shannon will start promoting her services sooner rather than later as her health coach services, uh, become more d- developed and established. Yes. So, yes, as you kind of, uh, eloquently introduced in the beginning of the podcast, we're going to talk about the many different I guess, uh, I don't know how to say uses, but the, how food is food more than just, like I said, fuel, as I always call it, or medicine, as you refer to it as. Do, does food have different functions yeah, for I different mean, people? We're talking about the relationship of food. Mm-hmm. And the truth is that most people, I think, uh, have very complicated relationships with food. Because we've used food in ways that aren't necessarily healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's like emotional support, rewards, things like that. Yeah. You can kind of see where we're going, the, the troubled pattern areas. Um, and we've talked about those before. We taught a whole episode, I think, about crutch foods. Yeah, crutch foods. We talked a whole about like our mental relationship with food too yeah yeah and it is i mean it's it's many layers which is why i mean when you talk about food disorders Mm -hmm. i i happen to know some people who have really had to battle food disorders and it's interesting because like how a therapist approaches it versus how like an an actual like rehabilitation center approaches it, it's totally different. Hmm. The rehab center is going to approach it from the behavior changes first, right. whereas the therapist tries to get into the issues that are like causing the problems. And it made me kind of wonder, well, what what comes first? It's kind of like the chicken or the egg. Do you deal with the behavior first, or do you deal with the kind of the triggers for the behaviors first. I yeah. mean, it's. I think it's, uh, like I say, with nutrition. It's complicated. It's not only complicated for sure, but it's all, it's so person dependent. It's very you know, individual. It's like, like you said, you've got to, and it takes more, it's very hard to do on your own, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and sadly, Absolutely. and I don't say sadly, but I think a lot of people think they should just be able to figure it out on their own. But, 
I think now, I mean, there's so many more resources now, whether it be trainers or psychiatrists or uh, psychotherapists, like you mentioned, or the rehabilitation. I mean, there are binge eating really support groups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but like you said, it's just our relationship for with food is multifaceted to say the least. Well, and I think coming from the health and fitness side of things, Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I have worked probably our whole lives to really delve into our personal relationships with food. And we've looked at, you know, where do we turn to food for emotional or psychological needs versus physical needs? And we've kind of been able to unwind that. And then we've further honed in on like, you know, what exactly the foods that are good for us are and yeah. what, what our specific body um, composition and makeup is going to be best resonate with. And that I think is where our mindset goes a lot of the times. But the truth is that it can't be all of the, all of the time right? because yeah. that's not life. And there's so many other parts I think, you know, you sharing your story or just this week kind of about one example. Yeah. It really hmm. made us sit in question and say, we can preach about how you should look at food, but it's impossible to really remove all those other relationships and associations. And it, it takes a lot. I think it's really about willpower, but I mean... We can get into that after. I want to hear yeah. more about your story. <laughs> yes. It was it made us like launch into a whole series of yes. different things. So um I had some I you know, I have uh, a couple of clients, actually a husband and wife. Um and uh, you know, thanks to social media, everybody's escapades are out there so they can see, you know, some people are pretty selective about what they put out there. Um, and, uh, the, one of the, the wife of the, 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 the duo, um, put a story about how they were, uh, the family had a family get together and the, basically it was catered, um, by Taco Bell and specifically, uh, a specific, uh, food item from Taco Bell, the Mexican pizza. Okay. So um, these of uh, my clients uh, happen to be Indian Americans. Um, and uh, it was somewhat, I, whenever I see my clients essentially eating fast food, I usually like to send them reaction. A, <laughs> a snide GIF. GIF is usually my weapon of choice. Yeah. Um, so I sent a very, somewhat of a snide GIF towards, uh, to her. Uh, no words, just a GIF. And, uh, she replied back that apparently the Mexican pizza, pizza from Taco Bell, according to her, is a religious experience for Indian Americans. Um, and then she proceeded to educate me and, uh, she shared an article with me written by an Indian American and, her husband shared several reels that were on Instagram about Indian Americans being how excited they are about the Mexican pizza being back. So she explained it. I saw her a few days later. She explained it more and she was like, yeah, it's just like, you know, she's a basically first generation American and how 
when her parents came to this country, you know, they're vegetarians due, you know, due to their religious beliefs. And they were like, you know, fast food was so ubiquitous, but so many, there were so little vegetarian options at fast food. And then they found True. Taco Bell and Taco Bell had the Mexican pizza and it was like the best, uh, you know, um, without the meat, of course. Um, it was just like the, the perfect culmination of what they've been looking for um, when it came to vegetarian fast food. Um, so she explained it and just, you know, I could tell her explaining it just how significant it was, how it wasn't just, you know, just a meal, you know, it was an experience, you know, and it was a family experience. Yeah. It was sort of a tradition. Yeah, exactly. So when she explained it that way, I was like, all right. I was like, you know, Hey, (laughs) I, I'm, I stay incorrected and I'm always, uh, open to receiving new information. So I was like, Oh, Hey, it's like, this is when somebody can legitimately kind of explain how, Fast food, you know, in this case, or, you know, in this case, it's fast food, which I always kind of sadly frown upon. But she explained it to me how it's not just about, you know, where the food comes from. You know, it's the fact that it's associated with being together in family and her ethnic background specifically. So I was like, hey, that that is somewhat new to me. You know, I mean, like not not that food and family connection isn't is new to me, but it's that it's like, it doesn't matter where the food or what type of food it is. It's the fact that it's more of an experience than just where the food comes from. Yeah. Well, and I think it calls out the fact that, I mean, every single culture has traditions and rituals around food. Mm -hmm. And it's not always the best for you food. That's yeah, true. I mean, look at freaking Christmas. Yeah. The whole season dedicated to sugary food yeah. and rich meals. And, you know, people have to have to like, you know, head back to the gym double time afterwards to feel like they need to make up for it or or do some sort of serious uh preparation. To prepare for it. Right. And, and that that's, I mean, that's pretty intense. It, and one of the things that I remember growing up uh, is that during Lent, you never ate meat on Fridays. So it was always fish. Yep. Which usually translated to fish sandwiches from McDonald's. Filet of fish, man. That I, thing is good. Or cheese pizzas. Yep. So it's like, I mean, it's, like you said, not the best food items but you were doing it be, you know they were it was had religious significance um but it was it became a it tradition was a tra- yeah, it was a family tradition so it was like you said and i i know i kind of been i guess gotten away from that idea it's been years for me but um i see like there's so much parallel with this mexican pizza experience too yeah you know so it's like I me mean, i can't and i was like oh okay and it's like and like you said, it's being in the health and fitness industry, you always want the best. You'll, your clients come to you and or my clients come to me and I'm sure they'll be coming to you that, you know, one of the biggest things people have is the relationship with food, you know, is the troubles they're trying to figure out whether it is, you know, kind of talking about losing weight, but that is in essence in a relationship with food, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. Um, so, but 
associating good moments when they're with family, it, that is not what we're trying to fight. Right. That shouldn't be what we're trying to fight as health professionals, you know. Those moments, those are something that people need to create more of. Right. You know, and I I try to think about back when I had great family experiences when they were very, like, family-centric and building. It was all, and a lot of it's centered around food. Yes. You know, but the food, even though it, I remember the food vividly, you know, it's secondary to what the actually experience is with yeah, the people around it's, you. It's the warm fuzzies that mm-hmm. you get from those moments mm-hmm. and those things. I mean, I think of Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. No, no holiday is more food centric, I think, than Thanksgiving. And I mean, it's 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 a day. It's like a solid day mm-hmm. of food. The whole purpose is to sit down at a meal. And I will tell you, when I was vegan, that meal looked vastly different. Mm -hmm. And when I was, you know, vegetarian, it looked different. And then when I actually started eating turkey again, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is such a different, this was such a deeper kind of experience. But the truth is the food was secondary. Because I still enjoyed those traditions that we had, the getting together with family. Unfortunately, that I didn't get really many other times during the year. Right. I didn't see those people. And it was, it was a, it's always such a beautiful time. So yeah, I think it's, I think what we kind of have to remind ourselves is that food can still be at the center of these traditions, mm-hmm. you know, they, it still plays a role in our culture. You know, food can still be good. <laughs> I think so many people have vilified food. Yeah. And we see it all the time. I mean, every diet that comes out hates on some food group or another. But ultimately, food does bring people together. Yeah. It is a unifier. So is it right that we come down really hard and and really push people to uh, disassociate food from all these positive things? Maybe not to an extreme. And I think it's important for us to remember but I will also say that almost every ahead of every Thanksgiving holiday season, we impart a certain amount of wisdom where we say, go, enjoy, yeah, be merry, have some food, but also remember about control and yeah. moderate your intake of those foods that are going to be richer. And I mean, it's, it's the same for these things where yeah. it's like, go ahead and enjoy that Mexican pizza, like yeah. enjoy it, but just don't eat one by yourself. Yeah, don't probably. be sneaking away to the drive-through <laughs> Taco Bell. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, that's and that's the thing. It's like savor those moments, literally that's and physically, point. because you know it's it's not about the food. The food is might be a portion of it, and it might 
it reminds you, it'd be like a, a kind of associated with it, but it's really the experience, not just yeah. the food. When you go out there and you're going through the drive-thru and you're getting that Taco Bell or whatever fast food it may be, or any food really, and you're just eating it by yourself, you're just eating it to... It is not the same. It's not the same. Like I said, um, that's when those are the, those are the moments when you got to, you know, practice the self-discipline and the self-control to be like, realize, hey... It, I'm taking away from the, the, uh, the kind of the, I don't know what's the special association this food has, you know, yeah. the significance this food has, um, by, you know, basically just enjoying it by myself or enjoying it alone in my car so nobody will see me, yeah. you know, so it's like, it, it's fine realizing that the food is meant to be experienced with others, regardless of what it is, how healthy it is or not. It, it, you, you're eating because you're doing it with, you know, your loved ones, with people you care about. So, I mean, with me, I know you just mentioned Thanksgiving. I was thinking about it. You know, my client called it a religious experience, and I was like, "What food would would I ever consider a religious experience?" And then, like, I would think was, uh, you know, steamed crabs. You know, like when we used to have crab bakes at home with the just blue crabs just steamed up and literally sitting for hours just eating crabs. <laughs> I mean, hours. And if you haven't eaten a crab before, it takes a ton of work. I mean, it is more work than reward. I tell you that right now. Like I said, you're just sitting there, you're cracking shells, you're cutting yourself. Literally, you will get cut every time. They're they're shells, they're crustaceans with points and everything on them. (laughs) You're cutting your fingers up, you're sitting there, you're getting a fraction of meat. I mean, a fraction of meat. Sucking on legs with like... It's not satisfying whatsoever. Half ounce of meat in him. But... You're sitting there and you're talking and you're just, you're just having conversations with your loved ones or your, your friends and family. And it's just three hours go by and you've probably eaten, a, uh, you know, uh, half a crab or something like that. And, but you love it either way because it, it's an experience, uh, that's associated to food, but it's more of, uh, associated with togetherness with yeah. loved ones. So, yeah. um, I think associated with that because I've been thinking about it. I always think about it like, you know, and I've heard people talk about it was uh, Bourdain. You know, Anthony Bourdain, his whole, you know, his shows, his books, you know, yes, food was the centerpiece, but it was more of the human interaction that food causes. Mm -hmm. You know, so like especially his show, Parts Unknown and Those Reservations, it was always came back to, you know, food just brought everybody together. His yeah. books had a lot about that in there, too. So it was like the the unifying thing that I think this, our week, our, you know, our episode this week kind of promotes is that togetherness with food, regardless of what the food is, is positive. Mm-hmm. The idea is that once you kind of get away from that togetherness and you're still chasing that food and maybe you're chasing it because you're missing the togetherness yeah it's a different association yes that's when you have to come back and realize yeah that's when you have to and hopefully people you know whether it be a trainer or a health coach or a, a therapist can make you realize that hey you might be chasing something whether you know besides 
just the, the taste the food provides it. You might be chasing some sort of feeling and you won't find it in that food. You'll find it in actually connecting with the people, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, it's just something to think about. Very uh, kind of a, a interesting idea and topic yeah. that was introduced to us this week. And also a reminder that even... Even though a lot of people in the health and fitness industry are probably um, encouraging people to think about food in a certain way, these kinds of moments are the real moments where it's okay as a person to be real and say, I can look at food like that most of the time. I can rein it in. But also, there's times where you just sit down with a bucket of butter and some kind of crustacean, and you spend a lot of time mm-hmm. at a table with friends and family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm from New England. Yeah. So also, there's traditions that yep. involve this yep. same scenario. Yep. It's weird. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think it was the Mexican pizza, which... Yeah, I mean, Taco Bell's really does have the market cornered when it comes to uh, vegetarian options in a number of cases. But it's just good to kind of hear that and be reminded about those points. Right. Because it makes it easier to relate to people and say, I know that this is this is a sort of time you're not going to want to listen to me and you should indulge. But listen also to this other thing I'm saying as yeah. well. And, like, I get it. So I think it's it's important, like, being able to feel like you can relate. I agree. So. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, it's, a, it's always a, a great learning thing, process for me. Um, because, obviously, being exposure, exposed to cultures I'm not normally exposed to, um, learning those little intricacies and things like that, and like you said, we're all we're all very similar in the fact that we have these traditions that are centered around food and family. Um, but you know, we're all still trying to figure out our relationship with food. Pretty, mm-hmm. you know, most of us, right? You know, I mean, I should say, me too. I'm always trying to figure it out. So oh. it's like it's uh, it's an all it's an ongoing uh, um learning process i should say it is it's a long journey as well yeah yeah and i think uh, i think we should be pumped to continue learning as we go and also to jump into our next segment always got us pumped that's right boom pretty good segue i give it a b plus not our best i think it's funny that you think all segues have to include the words pumped well i mean we are going to what's got us pumped so, what's got you pumped this week? I'll let you go first. How about that? Oh, ladies first situation. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Well, what's got me pumped this week is that I am trying a new herbal formula. And it is not related to weed in any way. When I say herbal formula, yeah. it's herbal not, formula. It's not that. Air it's quotes. Chinese medicine herbal Chinese medicine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> You're going down the wrong road. Mm. Um, so for those who've listened to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard me describe that 
I actually come from a different upbringing than probably most Americans. My mother was went to school and trained in Chinese medicine when I was 12. And most of my life, she has been an active um, practitioner. So she has been an acupuncturist, allergy treatment. She does herbal as well. She's not like a a Chinese herbalist because that is like a whole other level. But um, I've taken herbs my whole life, whereas like you Mm -hmm. take medicine, you know, like over-the-counter drugs, things like that, prescription kind of stuff. I'm not that kind of person. It's bit me in the butt a couple times, but the herbs for me are just is what I understand. And it's really the, the thing that I've found effective. So I've also talked a little bit lately about how I've had a lot of hormonal um, issues and situations where I've gone back to like my gynecologist and I've said, this is what I'm experiencing. This doesn't feel right. You know, losing days out of my month don't doesn't feel right and unfortunately what I was met with was not helpful and was more just commiserate you know like oh well yeah that's kind of what it is Mm -hmm. unless you want to go on birth control there's no other options so we've talked about sort of the beauty of and like terrifying quality of social media before but I've been getting served this this content from this one company called Elix for a long time and if they are listening onto my freaking phone bless them okay because it's exactly the kind of thing that I needed It is actually Chinese medicine. It is a company that is all based in herbal remedies. They have this series of tinctures, which are like little liquid, like dropper bottles. Um, And they're all created kind of for specific purposes. And they have one formula that if you are having cycle problems, including endometriosis, which according to my gyno, I have a smidge of. Um, And, and, you know, a a range of other issues. And in Chinese medicine, it is down to a a blockage, um, a stagnant, it's an issue with stagnation when you have issues like this. Um, so the treatment for it is this, this bottle that I will be taking for, I will say it's going to take a while. I've got six months worth. I just got it today and I can, I kid you not, like I almost cried when I got that thing and I opened it because it was like hope in a box. Mm-hmm. And like, I've been taking herbs with my mom now for the last month or two to help kind of regulate my hormones, but nothing to really treat the problems that I I have right now. And this is the biggest, like, 
not, I don't want to say solution, but it's the biggest hope I've had of something that's actually going to address the problem. Uh-huh. And I was really pumped for it. So I, I'm going to be taking this for a while. Herbs, that's sort of the deal with herbs is that they are not an instant sort of gratification system. They are longer and consistently building. Um, I'll get back to you guys in like three to six months. All right. (laughs) Appreciate it. I'm glad you're pumped for that. I'm so pumped. You know what I'm pumped for? The fact that we are on another podcast. What? That's right. Uh, We were interviewed for an episode of The Rock Fit Files uh, hosted by Rocky Snyder, master trainer. Uh, Rocky actually reached out to us and asked if we wanted to uh, be a guest on his podcast. And hopefully we're working to have him on our podcast very soon. Uh, but yes, we are on the most recent episode of the Rock Fit Files. It's season four, episode 16. Um, it, the title is Nicholas, or sorry, Nick and Shannon Birch and the Addicted to Fitness. So we talked a lot about our podcast, about ourselves, about our um, how both the podcast came to be, how my personal training uh, company came to be, and how Shannon's health coaching is coming to be, if, mm-hmm. it's a, if that's a phrase. Um, so it was a really great uh, experience talking with uh, Rocky. Um, really um, Felt good to uh, uh, kind of share our story with people besides you guys who are listening right now. So um, I would encourage you guys to go check out Rocky's. He has multiple podcasts. So we are on the Rock Fit Files, um, the most recent episode. Um, he also has a, uh, I think it's called Zelos Podcast. Um, it's a podcast where he uh, interviews a lot of uh, strength and conditioning coaches. He actually interviewed uh, one of the coaches from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, he's done a couple different the hockey strength and conditioning coaches in the NH from the NHL teams. Um, so really interesting guy, and I'm looking forward to having Rocky on very soon. Trying to figure out the dates, um, but go hear more a little bit about how the uh, ATF podcast came to be and how this whole personal training story started if you haven't heard it on this podcast before. So check it out. I'm very pumped about it. I listened to it today. Yeah, it was very fun. Joint interview. That was the first joint interview I think we've done. I know, I know. That was the first time for us, and I think it went pretty well. (laughs) I don't say so myself. Guys, uh, thank you so much for listening this week. Um, once again, I want to reiterate, um, if you're interested in having or trying a basically online personal training program where you do your workout, uh, guided through with a, a, a app and exercise videos through the Tampa Strength app, please contact us on the ATF podcast. Uh, we also soon... Uh, Shannon's going to be sharing more. She's already got her health coaching certification. Um, so if you're interested in any of the services Shannon will be providing, you can always reach out and get a little inquiry about, uh, and Shannon can educate you more about her, uh, Chopra health coaching services. So, um, please keep writing and reviewing the podcast and sharing the podcast. And got anything else for him? Nope. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We'll check it next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, 
at the ATF podcast and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.